From creation to the flood to the patriarchs to Egypt, join me, Pastor Hook, as we go through Genesis, the backstory to the beginning. And, uh, uh, I think I want to just spend a few minutes. On Friday, we didn't... Uh, you're probably like, what happened on Friday? So on Friday, uh, you, I'm sure you're aware of this, but every Thursday, the deacons get together and uh, we've been doing this for five years, four years, five years, even before coronavirus, we would do a conference call. Uh, no matter where you were, on four o'clock on Thursday, the deacons would get together on a conference call. Uh, and we would um, look at the needs of the congregation from a pastoral standpoint. We would pray for people. We'd say, okay, this person's in the hospital. Who's going to visit? How can we? I mean, we'd do all those kind of things every, every Thursday at Thursday uh, at 4 o'clock. And we still do that. But every once in a while, the deacons will get together in person just to have some fellowship and pray for each other. And uh, so we did that last Friday. And um, so that's in the middle of Bible study because we, we got together at the same time as the Bible study. So I decided to um, pre-record the Friday's lesson, Friday's get-together. I did that at 6, uploaded it. It showed it uploaded and all that sort of thing. Well, for whatever reason, it didn't process properly and it didn't, it didn't um, premiere at 7 o'clock like it was supposed to. And I don't know why it didn't do that. So I immediately came back, uploaded it again, and it didn't premiere. It didn't upload the second time. So I don't know if it was a thing on Facebook or whatever. I uploaded it a third time, and the third one actually did take. So there is now Friday's Bible study up both on Facebook, org, and YouTube. All three of those places have Friday's Bible study. You can go back and look at it if you'd like, or... Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna really briefly tell you what we did on Friday so that you can see it. Um, basically, uh, in on Friday, uh, we we kind of finished Genesis chapter 50, and Joseph basically buries his father Jacob. They went out to um, to Canaan and buried him to the tomb where Abraham and Isaac was. Uh, and all of Pharaoh's court went out there, and they all mourned bitterly, and it was just a huge entourage of people that went out to um, bury Jacob. And then Joseph's brothers, uh, well, I'll just read it real quick. When they came back, when Joseph's brothers saw their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph saying, your father left these instructions before he died, this is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. And when their message came to him, Joseph wept. And I talked about, you know, we talk, we sometimes we weep for joy. And, uh, and this Joseph appears to be one of those mature people that uh, when bad things happen, they get sad, but what really, really, you know, pulls the heartstrings of their heart is when God does an amazing thing in their life. And that's what Joseph did. And this is what Joseph said. Um, he said, his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves. But Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, saving 
of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. And so basically Joseph said, very, very mature. You meant this for evil, but God meant it for good because God can take anything that's evil and just change it to make it good. And I've seen this happen so many times in my life. I'm sure you've seen it in your life. Something you say, this is a horrible thing. I can't believe God would allow it to happen. But then 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, when, when the perspective and the grief or whatever is gone, you can actually see that sometimes... Now, in the story of Joseph, God elevated him to the prime minister of Egypt. So he has reason to say, you know, what you meant for evil is actually good. But even in our own lives, uh, God does amazing things and uh, even with some of the most tragic situations. So, uh, and then Joseph dies. Verse 22, Joseph stayed in Egypt along with all his father's family. He lived 110 years and he saw the third generation of Ephraim's children. Also the children of Machir, son of Manasseh, were placed at birth on Joseph's knees. So it's one of those things, you know, where you want the picture, right? The great-great-grandchild on the, on the, on the great-great-grandfather or great-great-grandmother's lap and you take that picture just to show that there was that many generations represented. That's what, they, that's what that is. Um, but then we go on, verse 24. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of the land to the land he promised, an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110, and after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. So, and this is this is the this is the, uh, the last ten chapters of, of Genesis is really about Joseph, and Joseph is a is a main character in Genesis, but he's not the main character of Genesis. And you got to think, well, who is the main character? Is it Abraham? Is it Jacob? Is it Adam? And I think at each level of the book of Genesis, you have a different character. But moving forward, um, I would say it's probably because Genesis is the backstory of the next story, which is the exodus of, G of, of the people of Israel. Really, that whole, the whole entire thing kind of revolves, in my opinion, around Jacob. Because Jacob has his grandfather, his father, and then Jacob, and then his sons, but Jacob is really a, occupies a good chunk of the book of Genesis. And then um, Jacob becomes 12 tribes that, that moves forward in the rest of the book of, of uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And so if you wanted to say who's the main character of, of, of Genesis, you might say it's Jacob. I would probably put odds on that that's a major, major story, an arc of the book of Genesis. But then the next story, the next four books of the Bible, uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, what they call the rest of the Torah, if that's the backstory to the beginning, then who's the main character in the rest of the, of the rest of the Torah? And that, my friends, is Moses. And Moses is the guy. He's the guy in Exodus. He's the guy in Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Uh, the end of Deuteronomy is the death of Moses. So really, 
We expand the whole thing from the birth of Moses to the death of Moses in four books of the Bible. And if the backstory is Genesis, the story is, is about Moses and what God does through Moses, how God leads the people of Israel, that whole story. After Moses dies, then we go into Joshua, who becomes a commander that leads the people actually into the promised land. Um, so um, that's, that is the next story. Now, the, the question you're all wondering is, are we going to get into that story yet? Um, and I've been struggling with that. I really have because there's uh, Exodus is a phenomenally good story and there's a lot of good meat in Exodus that I really want to get into. But if I do Genesis and then Exodus, then I have to do Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. I mean, you can't just interrupt the story of Moses in the middle because while the Exodus is a major portion of the story of Moses, there is a whole long arc of story with Moses in it that takes, I mean, it took us 90 chapters to get through, uh, or 90 sessions to get through a 50-chapter book. Uh, the book of Exodus has 40, cha- I mean, there's probably 40 chapters in, uh, in Exodus, and then we're talking about another 40, uh, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. We're talking about we would be here forever to do that. And there's other books that I want to get to. And so I haven't decided yet what the next step is. I'm still praying about it Um, because I really would like to do Genesis. I really, really would like to. I mean, uh, Exodus. But if I feel like if I do Exodus, then I have to do the rest of the Torah. And that's just going to take a year and a half to two years. And there's some stuff that I want to get to in the New Testament that is so important and then there's some, st- I would love to pick up uh, one of the prophets, one of the minor prophets and talk about that. So, um, and I did do the book of Matthew and then I jumped to the Old Testament. Uh, so is it time to jump to the New Testament? Is it time to look at one of Paul's letters? Is it time to look at the book of Revelation? I mean, is that in the middle of COVID? Is that the book that you want to look at? Um, so, uh, and then um, also, uh, my children are coming into town next week and then we're going to go out of town the following week. So I have been thinking about maybe just taking a two-week break. You already know I'm taking a one-week break, but I'm thinking about maybe I should extend that to a two-week break so I can spend some time with my kids while they're in town. Um, so uh, all of that has been swirling around my head and I've been talking to God in the morning, uh, asking him what he wants me to do because whenever uh, I'm conflicted now, Um, I basically spend time with God and ask him to fill me with his spirit and give me direction. So I've been doing that. And uh, plus, well, uh, so that's that's kind of where I think I want to leave it today. There is more stuff I want to say, but I think I'll talk about that tomorrow because I have a whole list of things that I didn't get through. And it is 7.32, 7.33 a.m., so I think we'll leave it there. Let's just quickly close in prayer. Gracious God, for this weekend, we uh, thank you for the beauty and the joy uh, and some and rest and relaxation. Uh, Lord, we thank you for firefighters we, we, and all people who um, do so much to risk uh, to bring us the services that we need. And uh, we pray that you be with us for us today and bring us back safely tomorrow. In Jesus' name we pray.